Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, a DC doctor bringing healthcare to the streets. You come up with a design, it's frozen, you do the study, you determine if it works, right? That's really not necessarily the best way to innovate. When you're developing a social enterprise or a new innovative program, you really need to constantly change and be very flexible. The Greater Washington Region is home to a number of programs associated with local universities to convert intellectual property and ideas into practical application and entrepreneurial activity. George Washington University recently completed a business plan competition, and I'm now speaking with the winner, Freya Spielberg, a professor at George Washington University, who has got a new startup that she's launched with the help of those programs. So how does somebody who is uh, successfully engaged in academic pursuit and contributing to the public good through research and I believe you're also a practicing physician. How do you take that energy and, and convert it into becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I've been working for the past 20 years. I've done clinical work in community clinics and urgent care settings, and I've done health service innovation research, and I've shown many times that it's possible to improve health outcomes for the most vulnerable populations while also lowering health care costs. However, every time a grant ends, the research stops and the programs rarely continue. And this is a problem we have across, you know, NIH and CDC, you know, translating research into practice. And so what I've come to at this point is it's necessary to start a social enterprise to be able to bring together those effective interventions, scale it up and get it to those people who will most benefit start this business. So tell us about Urgent Wellness. Urgent Wellness is a social enterprise that is focused on improving health outcomes and lowering health care costs for the most vulnerable populations. We're starting with Medicaid populations and we're partnering with Medicaid managed care organizations who are responsible for their health care. And as you know, what we see in Washington, D.C. is that in some wards, Men have a 15-year lower life expectancy, for example, in Ward 7 and 8, than in other wards. This goes along with much higher death rates from all sorts of chronic diseases, diabetes, hypertension, strokes, etc., as well as higher rates of cancer. So why is this? When we started looking at the why, and really, it came from doing all of the discovery interviews with people at homeless shelters and in housing projects and on the streets to understand what their health care problems were and their needs were. And what we found was that people often go to the emergency room for their care. And they do that because it makes sense for them. You know, it's easy. You know, it's convenient. It's very difficult to navigate our health care system for anyone, right? And so what happens then is that people that go to acute care or ER for their health care, they don't get the preventive care and the chronic disease management that they need. So their health outcomes are poor and they cycle into the ER and hospital. And so that results in 17 billion of preventable health care costs for uh, hospitalizations 
and another $4 billion for preventable ER visits that really aren't necessary. So how do you take that enormous challenge and opportunity, and how did you change that into an enterprise that could address that problem yeah. with outside resources? So what we realized is what we needed to do is create immediate access to acute care where people live. It has to be convenient. So we're putting telemedicine kiosks in homeless shelters and housing projects, ultimately potentially in churches, community centers, and schools, starting with homeless shelters because that's where the biggest need is. And there, there'll be a community health worker that will help people access the acute care telemedicine, but most importantly, when they come to the center or when the community health workers do outreach and bring them in, they'll get signed up so that they will get preventive health care recommendations, chronic disease management support, and we're building this on an IT system that is integrated with the Health Information Exchange in DC. So what you have done in effect is is you've taken you've taken healthcare out of the emergency room, put it in the places where the people most need it, and you're providing healthcare access. And I assume the customer here, the insurance companies. Yes, who, exactly. And you help save them money. So exactly. Now what we have is a great social enterprise where there's a double bottom line. There's money being saved by commercial partners and there's social benefit. You're, exactly. You're the template. Yes. You're now a template and an exemplar. You have a track record of identifying the problem at hand. What caused you to want to cross over into getting your hands really dirty and trying to solve the problem as, as a business person? And what things did you find most surprisingly difficult about making that transition? So I'm familiar with big projects. Jumping into the business side, um, I knew that learning how to raise funds would be one of the challenges for me for a business. I know how to get grants, but learning how to raise funds for a business would be a big challenge. Um, and that's something that I've been learning with my business partner and um, through the i program. The unexpected uh, hurdles, which should have been expected, but you know, it, figuring out how to be at a university, be a faculty, make these opportunities available to students and have kind of a flow from research into creating this practice. The conflict of interest issues and the intellectual property issues are very, very complex. And so really um, figuring out how to make this model work is is going to be you know one of the big challenges over the next year so so far as you've lived this experience of becoming an entrepreneur what do you think is the most important characteristic you've had to develop to get this far well you know i think that persistence i mean you hear about successful entrepreneurs right and they have several failures before they have a success and I think it's so important, you know, often in research, we come up with a design, hopefully it's after we've done, you know, interviews with people on the streets, right? And, and we have some idea of what's going to work. But you come up with a design, it's frozen, you do the study, you determine if it works, right? That's really not necessarily the best way to innovate. When you're developing a social enterprise, or a new innovative program, you really need to constantly change. You know, you need to test 
different components and be very flexible. And so doing that is difficult in the grant world because everything's kind of, you know, prescribed from the beginning. But in the entrepreneurship world, that's expected, right? You have to do rapid improvements and rapid cycle development. So that's something also that I've been, you know, I'm comfortable with that. A lot of people around me may not be as comfortable with it, you know, but, um, but that's what you have to do. I really enjoy the opportunity to learn about what you're up to, and I really look forward to hearing more about Urge and Wellness. Preya Spielberg, you're a great example of how we can take some of the strong intellectual horsepower we have in town in our universities and can convert, convert it into commercial and social enterprise to make a difference. So thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. So that's it for another podcast of What's Working in Washington. Tracy Madigan and I really enjoy finding these people that you're getting to meet through our podcast. It's just amazing how many people get up every day in the nation's capital and just make things happen. We're really happy to have an opportunity to tell these stories, and we're always looking for new ones. So don't forget to reach out to us at, at What's Working DC if you'd like to come on the show or you know somebody that we should have on our show. And please don't forget to tell your friends the way that you grow a podcast like this and the way you grow the audience is virally. You can't sell advertising. You got to grow your audience by having people like you like the show. So rate us on iTunes and tell your friends about how great this is as a region to be part of and why what's working in Washington is important to you. But thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Bye. <laughs>